I'm Caroline Oakley and this is episode three of the Live Now Play Later podcast. On the podcast, we speak to new writers, producers and artists about their music and how they approach songwriting, producing and releasing music in the 2020s. We hope through these interviews to introduce you to brand new music and artists that we hope you will love just as much as we do. Many are fully independent or are starting out on their music careers and achieving some great successes. If you're starting out in music or returning to it after break, I hope the podcast inspires you in how to approach creating music, finding people who can help you on your creative journey and give you some advice and ideas on how to get started. This week's episode is with London-based singer-songwriter Beth Keeping. We recorded the podcast remotely at the end of January 2022. I had a best new single release titled I'm Not Looking for a Friend. I met Beth through different songwriter groups and writing retreats and through Write Like a Girl that Beth co-founded a few years ago. What started out as an idea to present live the songs of female songwriters has grown into a movement championing the songwriting of female artists with shows now selling out across the UK. Beth initially played with music and writing stories as a child but stopped to study languages at university before returning to music and songwriting following a breakup. Going down an initial path of exploring her love of country music and establishing herself firmly in the UK country music scene, a pause through the UK lockdowns of 2020, Beth has emerged to embrace her love of creating alternative pop music, which has seen recognition on BBC Introducing, Spotify's New Music Friday and New Pop UK, all of which has been achieved as a fully independent artist. On the release of the podcast, Best New Single is again being championed through BBC Introducing, the new music blogs and press, and being picked up on some of the biggest new music streaming playlists. This is the Live Now Play Later podcast, and we'd like to introduce you to the brilliant Beth Keeping. Am I looking for a friend to buy me dinner? Kiss me in the new year as the lights go down. I don't want to wear your jacket in the winter. People thinking we're together every time we're out. Back in February, you were acting in me And it's not like you ain't had the opportunities so If you're looking for a friend to fill the spaces Drag it up for ages, gotta tell me now If I'm someone you don't wanna lose I'm the kind of girl you gotta choose You're checking on my energy I can't believe I gotta spell it out to you It's not all Hello. Welcome to the Live Now Play Later podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. No worries at all. Uh, thank you for being part of it and uh, letting me speak to you today. As part of the normal podcast that we do is just do a bit of a placement setting. So where, where we are, so at the time, it's it's quite late on a Monday night, on the, at the end of January. Uh, 2022, the winter's night. I'm in Leeds. This is over uh, over the internet recording conversation with me today. Um, and you're in London. I'm in London. The magic of the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, I'm in my new flat in London. My new flat. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to chat today about your journey as a songwriter, um, an artist, and your songwriting, um, and, and yeah, just sort of start at the beginning really, and, and just go through your story so far. Um, that's what it's about, Live Now Play Later podcast, um, sharing stories with other artists and people that love your music or want to be introduced to new artists and great songwriters. So yeah, just 
from today and, and your experience as of as an artist so far, I'd love to hear your story. How did you start and why did you choose songwriting? Well, I actually wanted to be an author when I was a kid. So I would write lots of stories all the time. I wrote my first novel when I was about 12. It was terrible. Um, and when I got older, I think I started listening to um, singer-songwriters like Delta Goodrum, um, who played piano. I was a little bit obsessed with her. But like she wrote from the heart and I was going through a lot of troubles and bullying at the time. So I think I just started writing songs in my room, like on piano and just taught myself piano. And then I picked up a guitar and taught myself a little bit of guitar and and I, th- I think because I'd had that background in kind of storytelling from such a young age and wanting to tell stories and having quite a vivid imagination, I found the lyrics side of it just really easy and just came really naturally. And it was a lot easier than writing novels. I was like, oh, I can, you know, get a song done in three and a half minutes. But, um, but yeah, but then I went to uni and, you know, kind of got a bit distracted and forgot about music and thought, oh, you know, I should get a proper job. So I'll get a degree and, you know, do the kind of standard thing. And then, but the love didn't go away. And I think after university, I went through a breakup and I started writing songs again because, you know, I had lots of feelings that I had to express. And so I just started writing a few songs and they were terrible to begin with and did a few open mic nights in my final year of uni. And then I realized that that was, that was what I wanted to do. So I just moved to London and thought that I would walk down the street and bump into someone and they'd be like looking for a song for Rihanna. And I'd be like, here's a song. And they'd be like, great. And then it'd be on the radio next week. And apparently that's not how it works, but that was what I thought for a very long time. So I was very surprised when it was a lot harder than I thought. Um, but yeah, and then I did a, um, a songwriting course, um, which I think you did, or we met kind of through that kind of network roughly. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, And then I think through that, that was when I really learned about co-writing. Like I'd never written with other people before. And I think that was the moment where I would, I say that my songwriting career started because before then I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was writing songs, but that was when I really started to be intentional about it. And I started to get out there and, and make friends in the industry and write with people and talk talk about other people's experiences as well as my own. And it became a real love in a way that I never realized it could be. And about how like songwriting and music can just really unite you with other people and create a kind of common goal. But also, you know, you're both excited about the same song, you're both sharing your feelings and it becomes a much greater song, I think, than if when you're just writing by yourself. Not that there isn't beauty in writing by yourself as well, but I think there's just, there's a different, there's a different energy in the room, I think, when you're with someone else. Yeah, I agree with that. There's there's something about, I think also about um, through the conversation of co-writing, you get to like almost almost like deeper meaning and understanding of, of maybe a situation as well by sharing yeah. like different perspectives from, from your co-writers as well. And, and that can be, you know, where you start looking almost to the conversations and the writing of a song, you can start looking at that, a situation you might have been through in, in a completely different light, which is also really fascinating, I think, from co-writing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I just wanted to go back a little bit um, then. So where did you go to, where where did you grow up? Were you from London? Are you from the South? I was from, well, I was, I am from uh, Woking in Surrey. So from the South and then studied in the North in Durham and then moved to London. So I kind of went up and back down again. And did you go to like um, a music um, university? Was it a course in like music university or was it was it just something you actually put on hold? 
Yeah, I just put it on hold, really. Like I, I studied languages at uni um, because I thought I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I thought, well, at least if I come out with a skill, then, you know, that'll be fine. So, you know, I thought I'll be fluent in three languages, even if I have absolutely no idea what I want to do with my life. But I feel like when I was at uni, I think even those experiences, you know, like making friends growing up, even though I wasn't doing music, I feel like a lot of that kind of, it, you know, it gave me stuff to write about. It got me really thinking about who I am and kind of all sorts of things. So I think even though I wasn't creating music, there was a lot of inspiration I can kind of get from that time. Right. Okay. And were you still playing like piano and guitar at that time? Or had you just not stopped? really. No, not at all. Right. <laughs> I just stopped. Completely stopped. And then, um, but you just like, it was something maybe deep down that you still wanted to do and then you rediscovered it again. Um, and and yeah, so that's quite, a, that's quite a big thing though, to sort of go to university, study languages and be, you know, wanting to become a writer to then, you know, moving to London and, and, and almost rediscovering music at that point. I mean, you know, that must have been quite a big decision for you was there something happening as well around that time were you influenced by anybody else or was it just almost like an epiphany that you were like I really want to do this I think it was when I went through that breakup and I just started writing songs again and I wrote songs for the first time in three or four years and just realized wow I love this and this is what I want to do so I just and then I remember telling my family and you know the horror on their faces when they realized that their daughter wanted to be a musician (laughs) But I told them, I said, oh, you know, I'll get a proper job in London. I'll do it on the side. And then I'll, you know, eventually, you know, give it, give it a try. And so I did get a nine to five job and worked full time for a year. And then I dropped four days a week and eventually I just quit my job. And they were very supportive by that point. Right. I'm not surprised because your, your songs are fantastic. You're a fantastic writer. I've always been really impressed in the moment, like we were introduced to each other with your writing. Um, and they are very much... Um, yeah, like story based. It's interesting that you said it was a breakup that turned you to to back to music and stuff like that because you do write about relationships a lot and breakups as, as well, don't you? Um, I do. Did you channel that in as well as a way of therapy almost in your writing? I think so. And I think, you know, I think a lot of us default to writing about love, but for me, I feel like there's there's just so much to say. And I think I'm just really fascinated by the psychology around relationships and particularly breakups, because there's so many different nuances and ways of spinning it and, you know, memories that last for years. And you might not have thought about someone in five, 10 years, and then you, you know, smell something or hear a song and suddenly you're taken straight back to that relationship. And, and there's all these, all these things that are carried with it. And there's so many things that we learn and, and sometimes it's no one's fault. Sometimes it's one person's fault. Sometimes it's messy and there's just so much to say. And I just love finding the threads and finding new ways of saying stuff and finding a very specific way of saying something that will make someone who's maybe listening to the radio or just has a playlist on the Spotify think, ah, I thought it was only me who felt that way. And then they hear your song and they're like, ah, I'm not alone and I'm not silly. I also, I love that. I also um, wanted to just touch on something because um, what you said, you've said it twice actually in the conversation so far. Um, and I do know that we've previously talked about this, the term of a proper job. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to, because we do do this as, as creatives and writers and artists, because we almost see this creative journey that we're on as not necessarily a proper job in terms of 
maybe society and particularly now so as I say it's end of September 2022 we've come out we're coming out hopefully of the pandemic fingers crossed um and and it's something that people and artists we do talk about this sort of perspective of you know is creativity a proper job and stuff like that in the eyes of other mm. people um and was that something that you've battled with and come to 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 a conclusion on or do you still see that as something that um does impact you or influence you in any way I think that I'm quite lucky in that music isn't the only thing that I'm passionate about. So even within the music industry, there's lots of different things that capture my attention. So even, you know, releasing my music, you know, the marketing behind it and the, um, like the kind of entrepreneurial aspect of, um, of the industry, like really interests me. So I think for me having, like I've always had a little job on the side that kind of brings in, brings in the money. So I freelance for a charity. Um, and so I think, I am fortunate in that I can do other stuff other than music and not feel like my soul is dying. But I think, yeah, for a lot of people, you know, music is the one thing that they want to do. And I think sometimes that is, you know, not just maybe misunderstood by people. And yeah, and it's just, especially with hours being different and working at the weekends and working evenings, it's just, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Sorry, I've forgotten what you asked me now. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just that concept really of, of, of um, being an artist right now is actually just very difficult and I think you know that those listening and you might they might at the starting out if they're looking to go into music or you know doing at the moment and feeling a bit disheartened it is hard and I think there's that sort of aspect of either do they give up and get a a, Mm. a a better paid job or, or or should they keep keep going but also how do you manage this sort of you know trying to earn money and fund yeah. music so and you're managing it by doing multiple jobs and, and and bringing in money as well through through other means as well as your music yeah and you know what I have a um, a really inspiring friend um who I actually you know really encouraged her and so my friend Vic Allen so she's a really great singer-songwriter and you know she was doing jobs on the side that she just really hated and were just really destroying her soul and she even has a song about um how all she wants to do is travel and make music and yet she's stuck in an office job and she realized that part of her artistry was obviously doing stuff on social media and she was actually really good at it and she really loved kind of writing things and kind of posting and thinking about kind of strategy around that and so she created a social media business and like in lockdown and it's it's thriving now and she's doing really well and she's able to do that kind of perfectly alongside her own music and so it's something that works really well for her and so she's been able to tap into something that kind of came from her love for music that's now kind of provided her with an income to be able to keep making songs. I love that. Um, and I like what you said as well about the entrepreneurial aspect of being a uh, artist writer. Um, could you just maybe talk a bit more about that? Really, like as a, as a writer artist today, what what should people be thinking about, and what have you you know what have you been having to do as extra, which you may be when you first set out leaving uni and going into music, maybe you didn't realise how much other things that were involved in that process. I think it depends on what you want to do in the industry, but different jobs have different um, kind of entrepreneurial aspects. But I think as a songwriter, obviously one really key thing is networking. And so you can't just sit in your room and write songs. You've got to be out there at parties and kind of going to industry events and kind of things like that. And then as an artist, 
it, you've just got to do everything yourself, which is just can be really exhausting, particularly if you if your first love is creating. I've, I've seen, you know, posts that are kind of saying about how like actually only 5% of being an artist is actually writing the songs and being creative. And the rest of it is social media content creation and marketing and, you know, PR and like, pitching for blogs and and doing your Spotify and getting your photos and doing your music videos and all sorts of stuff. And some people love that and some people just just want to write songs. So, you know, I, I think it's something that we do have to think about and we do have to learn until we get to the point where we can bring on a manager, we can bring on a PR agent, we can bring on, um, you know, a kind of a team around us who can, who can focus on the branding and the marketing so that we can just focus on our art. Amazing and um, very true as well. And um, are you are you signed at the moment? Are you, have you got a team around you? Are you doing everything on your own? Uh, I'm kind of doing everything by myself. I am independent, um, but I'm really lucky that I finally found you know producer who I really vibe with, and I think when you're when you're an artist working with a producer that a lot of that um influences you know who you are as an artist and your sound and your branding and stuff as you're working together and kind of working out who you are as an artist so I think that definitely helps in knowing that you're not alone and then I have a friend who I work with who does my my um does my covers like does my kind of artwork and again she's like a really close friend of mine who's really invested in my career so I always send her songs and I'm like what do you think of this or you know like any ideas or advice or anything um and then I have a PR agent who I work with sometimes on certain releases. But other than that, I am independent. I don't have a manager. I don't have a label. I just do everything myself. And it can be disheartening sometimes, but I think you also don't want the wrong team around you. So it's much better to, to do it yourself and to do it well and to learn exactly who you are than bring on a team too soon and then end up going in a direction that maybe they think is smart for your career, but doesn't actually come from your heart. Brilliant. And the, I really love what you're saying there. Um, I, I, um, and the fact that you are independent and I mean, you've been doing, you've been releasing music for some time now um, and your sound has also just recently changed a little bit different. Uh, it's been into a slightly different direction as well, which we'll come back and talk to, talk to you about in, in, a, in a minute. But this journey as well. So obviously you said there that you've uh, finally found a producer, co-writer that you really enjoy working with. Who is that? Uh, her name is Katie Ray, and you can see her on all of my social media all of the time because we spend a lot of time together. Amazing. And how did you meet? How did you guys meet? We actually met through a songwriting competition. So there's this thing called... Um, Busk in London and they used to run a competition called Gigs and it was run by the mayor of London and um, basically it was kind of young artists and you would busk on the street and like basically it was kind of a competition a performance competition but there was a songwriting aspect of it as well and we both won a songwriting prize um, that year and so we ended up getting kind of a day in the studio with some experts and so we met through that um, and then I think we just wrote together one day. We were also in the country scene. We both knew who each other were. And so one day we wrote together and it was, you know, we didn't know each other that well to begin with. And I think the first few songs we wrote were, you know, kind of middling, but we were both growing as artists and writers at the time and working out who we were and what we wanted to do. And I, I think it was when Katie decided that she wanted to be a songwriter um, rather than focusing on her own music as an artist. And um, also she started to get into production and we started writing more, I think for me in, in specifically. And that was when I think things really began to change and we just started to just spend a lot more time together and we just really vibed. And now I think we've just got a really special relationship and we're really good friends as well. I love that. 
And have you, um, obviously there's Katie and, and you said about like co-writing and that changing a lot for you as well. And um, uh, was it a while before you met Katie and, and, and were you writing with lots of different people and, and was it that relationship, which has just been something that you've, you've you know, wanted to keep working on and, and, and seeing where, where it's going. And obviously it's been really successful because obviously your music is getting picked up I just want to talk about this as well. Your music is getting picked up on uh, New Music Friday and New Pop UK on Spotify. And so amazing achievements that you've done as an independent artist, uh, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, how, how have you, like, obviously you met Katie, but also the journey of co-writing and how much has that, that has changed for you? Yeah, it's changed a lot. I and mean, when I first started writing, firstly, I didn't know if I wanted to be an artist or be a songwriter. And I wasn't really focused on my own artist stuff. I was mainly writing for the people, didn't really know what sort of music I wanted to do. And I realized I loved country music. So I was writing a lot of country for the people. I went out to Nashville and I had all these songs and I thought oh, I should put an EP out. So I recorded an EP in Nashville and it was very country and it was a really great experience. But the songs came out and at the time I was kind of proud of them, but it also just never really felt like me. And I felt like I gave too much creative control to other people. And I was thinking, I was thinking strategically, you know, I'm of a certain age. I can't do pop music anymore. So I'll have to go like organic country. And this is because someone who mentored me told me this ages ago that you have to think, are you a radio one person or are you a radio two person? You can't be both. And if you're older, then you should probably be a Radio 2 person. You should probably make folk music or singer songwriter, organic stuff. Like you can't really do pop or electronic. And, you know, this person's older. They have no idea about the industry now and how things are changing. But I listened to them. And so I made this country EP and got myself into the country music scene in the UK, which was really fun. And it's a fantastic community. But after a while, I realized that, you know, I just love pop music and that's where my heart is. And so I went slowly on a process between, I think that was when I started writing with Katie because she's got such an ear for pop music. And we started just bringing more pop influences into the country writing um, because we both love country as well. And we just started, yeah, just experimenting with kind of like catchier choruses and different production. And that was, I think, like as an artist where I really felt like I'd come home because the stories are so important to me. But I also want people to be able to like dance and sing along and remember the song two days after they've heard it. Absolutely. And we definitely get that from from the songs that you create. Um, I've just wanted to talk about the success that you've had as an independent artist over the last 12 months. Um, I just did touch on it briefly a, a moment ago. Um, so, um, yeah, just tell, you know, like what's happened to, for you in the last 12 to 18 months. Obviously, we've had, you know, lockdowns and, and everything like that. And and some people may have stopped writing, listened to this podcast or feel, felt like it's been really difficult for them because of the pandemic, not being able to meet people, maybe not being able to get out to open mics or, or you know, being fearful of, of, of the virus and all that sort of stuff. But your story is really interesting um, and about what's happened to you over the last 18 months and how you've gone about still releasing music and writing music could you and this, and having some amazing success as well so I'd love to explore that a bit more with you and um, take us back to 2020 and, and what's happened recently 
Yeah, it's been, it's honestly been a whirlwind. Lockdown was a real game changer for me. I mean, it was awful in that I just felt like I lost so much. I mean, we all did, you know, we lost so much community as artists and songwriters, like, you know, we lost the gigs that we were playing and I was running um, an organization called Write Like a Girl. And we had these incredible nights that were going on and then suddenly everything stopped and we couldn't co-write anymore. And I just started, you know, I was remember being at home. I was staying with my parents and in the little caravan on their drive, like during the day, just kind of writing and, And I think I just started focusing on my artist project because I couldn't write for other people in the same way. You know, I couldn't go to the studio. I couldn't go and spend time at friends' houses and write together. And that was what I loved about being a songwriter. And so I thought, okay, well, let's focus on my own music for a little bit. And I started to really enjoy it. And I started to see, you know, things. I started running some um, Instagram ads and just saw like a bit more traction, particularly in kind of Southeast Asia and India, which was really interesting. And people just messaging me being like, oh, I really like your songs. And it was just really encouraging for me that, you know, people actually cared. And yeah, and I think I just, I just discovered a new love for it. And so that was 2020. I released four songs all in lockdown and just saw little little tiny little bits of growth, um, just kind of a few more listeners, a few more streams, like more followers and stuff. And that was encouraging enough that at the start of 2021, I really felt like what I wanted to do was focus on my artist project rather than write for other people. And I, what I really felt like it was time, like it was my time. And I think particularly as women in the industry, like we often tell ourselves, oh, it's too late for me to, to be an artist or like I should have started earlier. But I feel like I've learned so much over the years and I've had so much life experience now that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to write the songs that I'm writing before this point. And I wouldn't be able to go for it and have the confidence in who I am until until now, because I've just I've been on a journey and yeah. And so I feel like it's my time and I'm excited. And so at the beginning of 2021, I just started thinking, okay, who I am, who am I as an artist? What sort of music do I really like listening to? And I think one thing that if you're an artist and you're struggling to work out who you are and what your sound is, is just taking your time and listening to loads of different songs on Spotify, going into little rabbit holes of, oh, I like this artist. So we'll see what artists are like them and listening to their music and creating a playlist of all the songs that make you smile and all of the songs that really feel like your kind of vibe. And this is the sort of music I want to make, or I really like the synth sound in this one, or I really like the percussion in this one and just creating a playlist. And then slowly you work out who you are as an artist and what music you want to create. And that was a real game changer for me at the start of 2021. And so Katie and I just started working together. I shared the playlist with her. We started writing songs and, and, and it just kind of went from there. And even then I was still doubting myself and thinking, oh, you know, I'm too old to be an artist. I was going to care about my songs. And then we released the first song from the project, which is called, I thought this would be a love song um, on the 1st of October. And I woke up and it was on the new Music Friday playlist. And I was like, what? Hello to me. I remember that. And I was so happy because it was such, I mean, obviously um, we were doing um, a clubhouse room at the time as well, like early 2021. And obviously I knew this single was coming out for you and everything. Um, And to see um, that get picked up like it did is also a great, song and we will um, be playing a bit of it um, in the podcast as well I'll, I'll put this into the into the audio so that people can hear this song uh, or parts of it but please go and listen to this song as well I thought this would be a love song such a great title and and it's a, it's a really great pop song and it was picked up 
on New Music Friday, Pop UK as well. And and it, your numbers as well, the plays just went through the roof, which was fantastic to see, but not surprised either um, because it's such a great song. What else? And what was the fallout from that as well? What else has happened since that release? I think it just gave me confidence. The, mo- the, the Yeah, the biggest thing it did was give me confidence because... And it was actually, it was, it was hard at the time because I was actually, I, I didn't have a home. Um, I'd had like bed bugs in my flat a few months before. So I moved out and I was staying with my aunt and uncle and living out of a suitcase. And I was actually in a really bad place mentally and emotionally. And I remember the night before thinking, what am I doing with my life? Like, you know, I'm in my, in this room, which I don't even own, you know, just in this, like living out of a suitcase, like writing silly pop songs and like about my love life and like, who cares? And then it ended up on these playlists and it was just so encouraging to me that actually what I'm doing matters and people are resonating with it. And, and so I think from there, and actually the day that that came out, we wrote the next song that's coming out, um, very very soon it's coming out on Friday and um and uh, yeah I think it was just the momentum it just gave us confidence to be like hell let's do this let's like write bolder than we've ever written before let's just go really experimental with production and yeah so I think just confidence was what it gave me Yeah, and I think that's something that, you know, any artist that's listening that's, again, trying to work out who they are and, and what they're doing is, is, you know, really follow your instincts on that. So I thought this would be a love song. It's probably the longest title you've ever heard. It doesn't fit on any of the things. Like whenever you go down to a playlist, it's got a little dot, dot, dot. But you know what? I love that. And that's me. And my next song is called I'm Not Looking for a Friend. And that's another lot. And people told me, Beth, this title is too long. But I think it stands out. And I think it's me. And I think it it really fits the song and the style of writing that I have. And I think people, you know, you also shouldn't be afraid to take your time with it. Like that song came out in October. And I'd spent, you know, I decided on the 2nd of January that I was going to focus on my artist project. And I didn't release the first song from that season until the autumn and even then you know we would have been working on other songs and had stuff kind of almost ready to go but then things change but I think just take your time with it and like people aren't thinking oh so and so hasn't released music for six months you know when when it's your time it will be your time and people will be ready to listen and you know if it's if it's good which I'm sure it will be because you know you've poured your authentic self into it then then it's going to do well and you're going to be proud of it I always like the phrase um, if you love it, somebody else will. And I think yes. if you compromise on that, then, you know, if you don't love it, why should anybody else? I think, and, and I think as artists, I think that is such a really important phrase, really. And, and it really shows that you loved the music you were creating and, and you poured your heart and soul into it. Yeah. Let's talk about um, the meaning behind that song. Um, I thought this would be a love song because I know also that your 
um, on TikTok a lot now. That was something else that you explored during the lockdowns and everything. So people listening, go uh, find Bethel also on the, on TikTok. Um, and that was something you were exploring and, and communicating as well. And you did talk a little bit on TikTok about this song, I remember, as well. But I'd love to hear what is the story behind it? Yeah, so this song, it's called I Thought This Would Be A Love Song because I was I think I had you know I was almost seeing someone and I really thought it was going to go somewhere and I remember thinking oh my word I'm going to get to write all the happy songs and I know I had all these little lyrics down and and then suddenly you know I remember being at a wedding in Norway and thinking oh you know I'm going to you know going to get to see this person when I come back and then I came back and and I found out that in that time that they decided they wanted to date someone else and it kind of went nowhere and and I thought oh no now I've got to write another breakup so you know like I, I thought it would be a love song and ended up just being another kind of disappointment and I and basically the song is about that it's about when you meet someone and you you really feel that there's a vibe, there's a connection, and you really think that there's potential and it's going to go somewhere. And so you allow yourself to become a little bit emotionally invested. And then you realize that they don't feel the same way, or maybe they did, but then they've changed their mind. And you've just, you know, that's just the way that it is. And you've just got to move on. But obviously you saw a potential in there and you saw a spark. And it's almost like you're mourning what could have been. And obviously they didn't see it that way and that's fine. But, you know, it's about just expressing, you know, like, we were almost timeless and now I've just got to start again, you know. I love that. Um, and um, how do you approach a song? How do you, how did you approach that song in particular and just, or just generally, if it was a different one for this, different way for this song, how do you pro- approach writing a song? Is it you write little phrases like you said, or, or is it that you go into the studio and explore different ideas or for this song, was it, I just want to write this song and then it obviously you went in a different direction? What usually happens is I'll have many ideas at home and I will just have paid like pages and pages and lines and lines of notes. Like I, I just use my phone and I just write down notes and I have so much stuff. Sometimes it's verses, sometimes it's whole lines, sometimes it's literally just thoughts and like little nuggets. And basically I'll get into the studio with Katie and I'll tell, you know, we'll go through a few ideas and then she'll be like, oh yeah, I really resonate with that one. Let's write it. And so I will literally copy and paste like all of my thoughts into a Google doc and then we'll go through it together and be like, oh, that's a good line or that's, that's cool. And, and then Katie will start like working on a beat or a vibe and, you know, I'll be thinking about, and I'll be going through all my notes and starting to like write a few things, like depending on like what I'm listing and like, you know, the sort of beats that she's creating. And then we'll just go through and work from there. And sometimes I do have like an entire verse or chorus kind of written already. But for that song, I just had loads and loads of notes. And um, I think we started with the verse because I had, um, I had a line called, that, that was the first line of the song. I already had that. And so, um, so yeah, we just kind of wrote it from there and all the little bits and just pieced it together like a little jigsaw puzzle. Oh, yeah, I, I love that. And, and I mean, sometimes people sort of say like, you know, have a chorus line and write to your chorus, which you must admit is easier when often when you have that, like the chorus, the main point of the song written. But I suppose if you're approaching it from a verse perspective, were you searching for the chorus through writing? And, and was that true or did it come quite easily, the chorus? You know, it's funny if I haven't written the chorus at home. So there's a song that I have coming out in April and I wrote the chorus. Actually, I wrote the whole song and then I took it to Katie and then we just kept the chorus and we rewrote everything else. But if I haven't already written it, I always start with a verse because I'm such a storyteller. I have to start from the beginning of the story. I can't just slot myself in halfway through. And often I work out what the chorus is going to say 
by writing the verse and kind of building the framework. And I, I think with this chorus, I think we did write it on the first day that we wrote the song. And I had this idea about like a love song. I thought this would be a love song. Like it was something like that. And I thought I'd be writing a love song. And, and so we played around with different ideas and, you know, we had the, the, production on in the background and then slowly this little kind of like catchy rhythm started coming and then we started slotting things into place and it's really painful as well because you're like going through the melody and and kind of trying out different notes and different words but then once it happens I remember there's just such like you, you know that moment where you're like oh we've nailed it that's the chorus and we just like we were just so excited because we just knew that it was really catchy and that we loved it it's just so strange isn't it it's almost like you can almost hear it but it's not there and it's like it's like trying to remember almost like a dream almost like what is that phrase and then when you and and it literally just slots into place although sometimes it slots into place for me and then I'm like I start doubting it I'm like is it is it really (laughs) you know what I mean because it's like it's taking me a while to get it and then it's like I'm like of course it is of course it so yeah I love that um and and sometimes you know that it's not it as well yeah like I think I think the the song, so the song that I've got coming out um, this week, I think we wrote about two or three choruses for it because we were we were just like, no, this isn't right. And then eventually, when when you know, you know, yeah. you know, and the song comes out, and you're just like, that's the chorus. And until you have that moment, often it's not quite it, or something needs to tweak. Mm-hmm, definitely. So let's talk about that new, your new single. So uh, you've got a new song coming out next week. Um, I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about the song and and, and how it came about. I, it's not called I Thought This Would Be a Love Song. That was my old song. It's called I'm Not Looking for a Friend. And it's about situationships and kind of, you know, friendships that are really more than friendships and the lines are blurred and you're doing all the things that you would do as a couple, but you're just friends and no one wants to say anything or perhaps one person's hoping that the other person will ask them out or say something or commit and it just isn't happening. And it's basically about knowing your worth and realizing that you deserve to be chosen by someone and recognizing that sometimes friendships, when they turn, like, do they do turn into relationships, but, and then there's always that messy in between period when it's like, what is this? This is kind of something more, but that period eventually has to end. And you have to say, actually, this is a relationship and we're going to go for it. Or it has to, you have to go the other way and be like, actually, you know, this isn't something and I'm walking away. But what you can't do is keep someone in that in-between period for the rest of their life, because that's just not okay. So it's basically about, let's be intentional about this stuff. And because I'm not looking for a friend, you know, ultimately we're looking for love. Yeah, you can waste, I mean, I I do like um, human stories and relationship stories and stuff like that as well. And and I must admit like that period when, you know, the experience being... I call it being on the hook and you literally you're almost in in limbo aren't you until a decision is made and it can be you can spend weeks months even years in that situation (laughs) but ultimately if it's not moving forward what do you do so I love that this song is about that sort of situation because it's very real um, to a lot of people and you've written it with Katie again in the studio was it or did you write it? yeah and we wrote it the day that the other one came out because we were so pumped and we were like okay this song did quite well let's write another one and so we were just so hyped up and it just kind of just kind of happened amazing um and um well I'll be sharing the like pre-save links and stuff like that when the podcast comes out well actually no because it'll come out probably um after you release the single so probably hopefully next week we'll get the podcast out yeah. so go and listen to it now go listen to it now and also listen 
into link. it. <laughs> Share all the links as well, so you should be able to hear it if you haven't already. But sorry, <laughs> listen to this podcast. Um, so, like, when you're, um, you know, what's been your influences? So, these two songs, which are obviously, obviously, like your new song. You said you started initially out as a, a country pop writer, and now you've really embraced the pop, almost electronic pop side of 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 music as well now so it's going into a slightly different direction for you and who's influencing that and and how are you finding this sound or is it just very very much organic for you I think part of it it's a range of different things so I'm obsessed with Lalf I think he's amazing and I listened to so much of him in lockdown uh, I just listened to a lot of Lalf and he's he's very cool and very pop but he also does a lot of stuff with vocals which are just really atmospheric and he just really has these big vocal throws that are really beautiful and I found an artist called Mokita as well during on one of my Spotify like you know just um adventures I guess <laughs> going through different kind of holes like trying to just find stuff and um he does something similar to Lauvin with his with his vocals and the way that he creates atmosphere with them and then I started listening to a lot of kind of synth pop and more kind of cinematic pop and I was just really I just realized I just basically, I wanted my songs to feel more like movies and I just wanted them to be fuller. And I wanted to just feel like I was in a car driving down the road in the song. And so that was the vibe that I brought to Katie, but because Katie is so like in tune with what's pop and like, and just that, that just that side of her brain works so well, it kind of ended up merging with this kind of some, a bit of synth and a bit of like, you know, the kind of really pop element and then some like vocal stuff. And it's just all kind of merged together to create, I guess, like a sound, which wasn't necessarily the sound that I had in my head when we went into the studio, but it's definitely, you know, it's working and it's catchy and it's fun. And um, yeah, we're just going to kind of see where it goes and and kind of follow the organic journey, I guess. Uh, brilliant. And um, it's funny, actually, because you saw saying this, um, obviously being, um, you like this sort of, um, cinematic side to, to to music at the moment. And that's something that's really vibing with you at the moment. But then you said you started out as a storyteller and 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 obviously that must be part of it. It's like almost coming full circle for you as as creating all the cinematic storytelling songs. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I think you're right. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to also you mentioned earlier, so your other passion is is uh, female songwriters and 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 you've started a movement called Write Like a Girl and um, speaking with you today I, I have to uh, talk about this because it's an amazing thing that you've done as well um, would you like to just tell everybody a bit about like Write Like a Girl and 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 why you started this how you started this and and um, what it's all about yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bittersweet thing because it was doing so well before lockdown and, and we're just trying to kind of work out how to revive it at the moment. But essentially, it is a movement to um, champion and um, inspire and support female songwriters and artists because basically, I think when we first started out, only 17% of songwriters in the UK were women. And now I think it's 18.5%. So we've grown 1.5%, but not enough. And I realised that, you know, there's just not enough was being done. And I was at networking nights and I was one of the only women in the room. And I just think there is such a power when women get together and they write together and they inspire one another. And I just, you know, I wanted, we wanted to put the spotlight back on women. And so at the time I was doing my country 
true pop thing. Um, and I was really good friends um, with a, a girl called Emily Fay, who's a really amazing um, country singer songwriter and Vic Allen, who I mentioned earlier, who's also really great. And we were talking about doing a tour together to promote our EPs. And I had this idea about Write Like a Girl um, in my head. And so I suggested, well, why don't we link this with this idea that I've had and like, let's make this tour like Write Like a Girl themed. And so we basically, we did songwriters rounds or songwriters circles, um, as you call them in some places. Um, in different cities around the UK. And if you don't know what a writer's round is, it's basically when all the performers are on stage at the same time and you're talking about the story behind the song and you take it in turns to play a song. And it's just a really intimate evening and it's sort of almost behind the lens and behind the scenes of actually what makes a song and what's the story behind this and it's just really beautiful and really intimate and it really showcases the best of of who we are as songwriters and who we are as people um and so we did this show and and it did really well and so we decided to just make it a regular thing so we started um kind of regular showcases in london and they started getting really popular we had to find a new venue because we kept selling out and then we did another tour in 2019 and um yeah pretty much all the venues on that are sold out and then in 2020 we started shows in Newcastle and Bristol and started to get some festivals booked for the summer and sadly that was when it all kind of shut down um, and then you and I obviously got together and then um, did some rooms on Clubhouse which was really exciting and just got more of the kind of on the industry side, getting women together to talk about, okay, what's it like in the pandemic? How can we support each other? How can we um, like share ideas and, and kind of work together and, and inspire one another? Um, and now I guess we're, we're just trying to get the showcases back and put the spotlight back on women who write and kind of encourage, inspire other people. But we've done one show so far since the pandemic, um, but hoping for more in 2022. Yeah, so people, um, it's got its own Instagram um, account, has it as well? Right, like uh, yes, Write Like a Girl UK. Is that just on Twitter? Is it on Instagram? Anything else? Uh, Twitter as well. On Twitter, we're write like a girl underscore because write like a girl UK was too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Facebook as well. And that's write like a girl UK. Amazing. So like keep an eye on those uh, accounts as well for new write like a girl uh, nights if people would like to uh, go along to those. And I think, I think when we did the clubhouse room, uh, obviously during lockdown, 2021 and it was obviously a very tough lockdown because it was the middle of the winter here in the UK and um, it was really interesting actually because obviously I helped co-host that room with you um, uh, just the perspective from female writers there, there was a lot of commonality I mean you touched on some of the things as well like difficulties and of, of perspe- perceptions around our you know uh, age or not feeling like you know you can speak up in a writing co-write with maybe other people and there was loads of commonalities from speaking with other female writers um where they were maybe battling with like self-doubts and stuff like that and it was something very much like through the nights I think that you're helping to sort of just sort of support and get people talking and encouraged which is a really amazing thing that you've been doing there and some of the comments afterwards as well from other writers and artists that maybe stopped or were looking to give up was really really encouraging as well and they were inspired to keep going as well so yeah well done for doing something like that because it is making a difference I think in the writer community in the UK. Thank you I think it's it's really important for us to 
I mean, one of the reasons we started the night was because, I, you know, I wanted to find a, a night in London that I wanted to play. And I feel like so many, you know, as a, as a, a female artist or, you know, a musician, so many times you go to a, um, a live show and it's mostly men. And sometimes it just doesn't feel like a really safe environment to really like share your songs and like, you know, yeah, share your stories. And I think with Write Like a Girl, we want you to create a really safe atmosphere where people can just really be themselves and just share what's on their heart and not have people tear them down and not go into a shame spiral afterwards because of things they said. Like we really just want it to be like a place where the audience is really supportive and just has come because they want to listen, not because they want to have a beer and chat to their mates over the music. Yeah. Um yeah, it is very like very intimate shows and they're also the, the storytelling as well. And and it's really interesting the perspectives from female writers that this the the writing is um quite different as well. So it's like opening up that sort of new ways of writing, which can appeal to anybody. Um, but it's is you know, championing for me is something which is really passionate for me, is is championing um different perspectives of writing because it's all an art form and it's a growing art form um and and you know different voices encouraging different voices and female voices and stuff like that is is, is a huge area growth area for songwriting yes there's 18 percent 18.5 percent you know we can get more of a balance where could music go i think is a fascinating subject as well so yeah brilliant I, I it's amazing that what you've done there and let's hope we can get more right like a girl nights as well growing soon um so yeah back to your music and the single and and everything what's next for you then oh I have more songs coming which I'm very excited about so basically yeah I I I only released one song last year well one and a half I released a kind of a reimagined version of a previous song but so basically I have lots of songs that are kind of in the works and ready to go. I have one coming out hopefully in April, hopefully on the 1st of April. We're just getting it mixed at the moment and it's sounding amazing. Um, and then we're in the studio at the moment recording um, the next one as well, which I'm hoping will come in May or June. Um, and then I guess after that, I'm just hoping to kind of build on the momentum and do some more writing and kind of follow this little artist train and see where it goes and, you know, see where, see what ideas and what songs come out and what sounds and, you know, and how people receive them. Amazing. And you've just recently been played, that your new single's just been played on Boobs Introducing? Yeah, on um, the local show, but quite a few times, which is quite exciting. So hoping for, you know, it's, it's really just, I, I just think BBC Introducing is such a great platform if people haven't um, kind of explored that. And it's just, yeah, I think it's just local, supporting local music is just really important. And it's just really having a connection with the area where you grew up or the area you're living now, I just think is, is really key and a really good thing that BBC does. Amazing. Are we? Are you doing any... Um, and obviously, we're only just coming out of restrictions and stuff like that. Are you looking to do any live shows or any live shows coming up for you? I would love to. I'm trying to find a venue to do a headline show at some point. Um, so, hope to, you know, keep your eyes out. Eyes peeled for that. Um, and then other than that, I'm really hoping that we can get some more Right Like a Girl Nights and um, I can get some other gigs booked. But unfortunately, there's nothing in the diary at the moment. But, you know, keep your eyes peeled on your social media. Or if you want to offer me a show, you know, if you want me to come play at a venue, then just get in touch. I'll be there. And what's the best way of, of finding you and where are you and, and your social media um uh, names and everything how, how can people find you online and your music uh, you can find me everywhere online my name is just Beth Keeping keeping like the verb keeping cool keeping calm and it's all one word and that's my handle everywhere on Instagram and Spotify and 
well, Spotify doesn't have handles, but you know, Facebook and you know, you know, all, you know, all the things. If you, if, 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 if it's a thing, I'm there. And my name's Beth Keeping. <laughs> and I, I'll put all the links as well um, to your music and your social medias as well on the on the podcast link as well. So you should be able to find that and also on the Live Now Play Later Instagram account and, and Twitter when this comes out as well. So we'll share your links and please do follow um, Beth as well. If you And listen to her music and if you love it, let her know. I'm sure you'd love to hear from people. Yeah, as well. I'd always love to hear from people. Amazing. Um, just finally as well, like if people are... Um, looking to go down the journey of writing uh, a career in music um, an artist songwriter is there anything or maybe the pause and 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 wanting to start again is there anything you'd like to say to them in terms of like good advice or anything that you've learned through your journey so far um I think firstly just don't worry about your age I think it's one of the most important things because I think, you know, we can think, oh, I should have done this five years ago. I should have done this 10 years ago or I started, it didn't work out. And, you know, maybe I should have kept going, but just do it. I mean, also no one cares and you have more life experience, the more life that you live and you have more things to say and you understand things in a new way. And I think also what really encouraged me because I wanted to give up music at one point, it was in 2019. And I was just like, what am I doing? I don't really like, I don't want to sure, do I really enjoy this? And I remember going to Nashville and LA and I just had some really great writing sessions with people who really got me. And I worked out through having really positive experiences, what it was that I brought to the table. So I think work out who you are as a writer, work out what it is that you have to say, and then just do it. And then, and then you'll work out what actually, you know, I have value to bring, you know, I have something to bring to the table. And I think once you have confidence in that, you can walk into a room and be like, Hey, my name is Beth Keeping or whatever your name is. And, you know, I write songs and like, let's do a session together because you're going to have confidence that you have something to say and you have something to bring to the table. And then there's something that you can do to that song that no one else can do. That That would be my advice. I really love that. And I think it's also what you were saying there about, um, doing things and the life experience I think is is that isn't it it's like you're you're like you're able to make mistakes you're able to learn through the process of being an artist and and the the experience of 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 life and living and interpreting that into your art and 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 keep revisiting Mm. it and shaping it until it really does feel right that's you and and that's the music you want to create Mm. and it all does come together but it also keeps developing as well because our journey as artists is continues and um, this is a point in time conversation about where you are as an artist at the beginning of 2022 and I'd love to come back as well and, and see where you get to obviously we're following your journey online and we're friends anyway so we'll, we'll be I'll be speaking to you anyway but we'll follow your journey online and see where it goes in the next two years and, and maybe you'll go into a different direction of music and that's totally okay that's you as an artist experiencing what you want to do yeah, exactly. And I think we just have to, you have to put stuff out. You know, I think there's also, there's not thinking enough about it, but there's also overthinking it and not putting anything out because you're so scared to get it wrong. And it's like, you know, yeah, I started in country music and I don't regret it because, you know, those songs said something and they were represented a part of my life. And I don't think I'd be here now at this stage if I hadn't released those songs. So even if you, people start releasing stuff and they haven't quite worked out their sound and who they are, like, that's fine. Because as you say, like, we'll, we'll get there and it's all part of the process. So yeah, people just, you know, just embrace it and just don't overthink it as well. 
Brilliant. Thank you so much for this conversation um, tonight. Uh, this is the first podcast that I've recorded at the beginning of this year, and it's been a, a few months since I've recorded one. And um, you really inspired me as well. Again, it's just amazing listening to stories from other writers and artists, how encouraging it is and inspiring it is um, to hear, um, hear, hear success, hear the difficulties, but keep going with it I think so thank you so much for sharing your story so far with us oh no you're so welcome and thank you for having me like I feel like yeah just chatting to you I feel inspired as well like it's just great to just chat about music and chat about the process together absolutely and that's part co-writing as well I think is speaking with other artists because exactly and and you feel like you're not alone especially when you're surrounded if you're surrounded by people that maybe don't understand the, the difficulties and joys and highs and lows of being a creative and writing music conversations with other peers and listening to you know other people's stories can just really help you keep going so thank yeah. you so much for sharing exactly. those amazing so that's it thank you very much and uh, that's Beth Keeping on Live Now Play Later podcast thank you. Oh, thank you for having me thank you